Hey, it's Dr. David Phillips. Welcome to this episode of the Phil Files Christian Edition, where we look at the lectionary texts for the upcoming week. Thanks for joining. Hope you enjoy it today. Hello, this is David Phillips. Another episode of the Phil Files Christian Edition. I, I didn't get a chance to look at the lectionary text last week. Um, and uh, so, and I'm working on the, the one for this week as well. But I had some thoughts about something that, and I kind of put this on Facebook. I had some thoughts about hell that uh, just kind of popped into my brain. Um last week and I kind of want to touch on those for a minute if you don't mind um one of the things that I, I kind of want to touch on um the thing that I want to touch on comes from N.T. Wright's book Surprised by Hope Rethinking Heaven the uh the resurrection and the mission of the church and he has a a chapter on purgatory paradise and hell and he says some things in here that I think are fascinating and that I kind of want to touch on and maybe describe. Uh, some of this came about, uh, number one, my mom had dementia. She died Christmas Eve of night, uh, 2020. And then I had a friend uh, last week whose dad has dementia that in a in a moment of kind of this dementia rage that dementia creates in a person, killed his wife, um, my friend's um, stepmother. And so it got me thinking about this and uh, kind of put two and two together and came up with this, with this understanding of hell or this metaphor for hell or this description of hell or just kind of how I am thinking about hell at the moment. Um, and, and some of this comes from N.T. Wright's book. And so I'm, I'm going to read, um, I might read a little bit of passages, a little bit of the passages from here and then kind of talk about, talk about this for a minute. So, N.T. Wright says on page 178 that the failure of liberal optimism in Western society has been matched by the obvious failure of the equivalent liberal optimism in theology, driven as it was by the spirit of the age. It's this idea that things are going to get better, but it really hasn't. Um, and that judgment has to occur. Judgment, the obvious declaration that this is good and to be upheld and vindicated and that is evil and to be condemned is the only alternative to chaos. There are some things quite, a lot of them in fact, that one must not tolerate lest one merely collude with wickedness. And so he goes on to say judgment is necessary. 
unless we were to conclude absurdly that nothing much is wrong or blasphemy that God doesn't mind very much. Um, and so judgment is required. The, the question is, what does that judgment look like? Um, and see, so he goes on to say that, uh, the New Testament has several categories functioning as red flashing lights to warn against going down a road that leads straight off a fenceless, fenceless cliff. And in the analysis offered by Early Christians from Paul onward, such patterns of behavior have three things to be said about them. First, they all stem from the primal fault, which is idolatry, worshiping that which is God, as if it were. Second, they all show the telltale marks of the uh, cons consequent fault, which is subhuman behavior that is the failure to fully to reflect the failure fully to reflect the image of God that missing the mark as regards to full, free, and genuine humanness for which the New Testament's regular word is hermartia, sin. Sin, we note, is not the breaking of arbitrary rules. Rather, the rules are the thumbnail sketches of different types of dehumanizing behavior. Third, it is, it is perfectly possible, and it really does seem to stem in practice, that this idolatry and dehumanization becomes so endemic in the life and chosen behavior of an individual, and indeed of groups, that unless there is a specific turning away from such a way of life, those who persist are conniving at their own ultimate dehumanization. And so, N.T. Wright, noted New Testament scholar says that hell is a is a journey toward the total dehumanizing of an individual. Conversely, he would say that that salvation is the humanizing of a person. In other words, we become more and more fully human. We become more and more a reflection of Jesus, who was the exemplar of humanity, who was the... Jesus is the one that we were designed to be. That's who the first Adam, Jesus compares the first Adam and the second Adam. And the second Adam is Jesus. The first Adam would have been Adam in the garden. And so humanness is this journey towards the humanization, the full and total humanization of a person. And it is, it is that process that finds us ultimately in the garden city 
of the new Jerusalem, the new heavens and the new earth, lit up in splendor by Jesus, who is the light of the world. And so for for a human, for a Christian, to understand salvation, it is it is this journey of letting go of the brokenness and the pain and the sin that so easily entangles us. And consistently putting on Jesus. So ultimately that's what change is, right? It is letting go and putting on, letting go and and doing new. It is letting go of old habits and old thoughts and old frameworks and old processes and putting on new ways of thinking, new mindsets, new frameworks, and new processes. And so as we let go of sin, brokenness, and, and pain, we surrender that, and we put on the mind of Christ and the totality of who Jesus was, then we become more and more like Jesus, and we and in and thus we become more and more human. Conversely, for those who have rejected that, hell is this process of dehuman dehumanization. So we become less and less like Jesus over time as we put on more and more habits, frameworks, mindsets, processes of ourself as the ultimate. So in one, we are, we are journeying toward wholeness. On the other, we are journeying toward destruction. And so when when I found out that my friend's dad had dementia and and what happened through all of that I it just hit me based on my mom's behaviors and my mom's life and her end of life that a a decent way to describe the journey to hell is by dementia. Here's, I don't fully recall all of the scientific aspects of dementia, Alzheimer's, and they're related on some level. They're related. They have similar characteristics in some areas. But but ultimately what happens in in dementia is that the person loses their identity. They forget who they are. 
They forget what they're doing. In fact, they don't even know what they're doing in most cases. They forget where they are. They forget who they are. And they forget what they're doing. Their identity goes away. And their behavior becomes erratic and sporadic. Until they're just existing. I mean, ultimately, in the end, dementia causes your body to essentially shut down. You can't move, you can't feel, you don't feel, I mean, you can't move, you can feel. You don't move, you don't eat, really. You don't think, you just exist. And your your body just runs on the systems and processes that are internal to you, which are broken and corrupt. And so when I think of hell now, And I think of what happens to a person on a journey towards hell. Is someone like my mom who lost a complete understanding of who they were and their identity and their actions. Because when you have dementia, you really don't know what you're doing. You can, your brain can sense this scenario and you act it out and not have any idea what you just did. That's what happened with my friend's dad. He thought someone was breaking into their house to hurt his wife. And so he attacked them and it turns out the person he attacked was his wife who was laying in bed asleep. My mom did some things. She pushed my dad over in a swing, and my dad was incapacitated for a moment, kind of dazed. She would take off and run across a field to get to my cousin's house. We don't know why, but that's, that's just what she did. And so, you know, I don't know, dementia obviously is not a judgment of God on a person. And the, the, the image and the metaphor breaks down ultimately because there, there is an, an aspect of eternity in judgment. A lot of people talk about fire and brimstone and going to burn in hell and I think that imagery is is much more a, a direct understanding or a direct um, comparison to uh, some 15th century writings as opposed to 
much of what Jesus mentioned. Nonetheless, though the metaphor breaks down in the end or at the end, that journey seems as a viable comparison. So I'm curious what you think. Is that a good analogy? Is that a, a good metaphor or image to describe hell? Maybe something that's updated that would touch the lives of many because dementia, at, at least there's an awareness of dementia and Alzheimer's. There's, there's no coming back from it. Thankfully, we have the spirit we have that works in us and we have Jesus who works in us and we have the lives of believers who demonstrate and show us and that journey can be halted and reversed into a, a sal salvation journey. But I think that's a, a, a decent corresponding metaphor and way to describe a person. whose life is reflective of one who has rejected Jesus over and over. They're just on this journey of losing the humanness that they were created because they were created in image God. I'd like to know your thoughts on that. Please um, like and subscribe. Love to get a review as well and to understand how you think about hell. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have an awesome rest of your week and uh, talk to you soon. Take care.